0: Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. to, I want to offer, I want to say hello to a new sponsor. It's a great new sponsor. And if you ever want to sponsor my show, send me an email at cooper, at coopertalk.net. And, you know, I'm only as hip as my guests, but uh, I'm getting a lot hipper because I, I just got this new single-serve coffee combo from Cafe Valet. The brewers are inexpensive, as little as $25. It's $25 for a brewer and a 10-sample coffee pack. Or just $20 when you go to their website, cafevalet.com, and put the discount code COOPER in. Compared to other single served coffee systems, you can save up to 100 bucks with this. So with Cafe Valet, I get a great-tasting cup of coffee brewed in just minutes just the way I like it, every time. And how's that for hip people? So go to cafevalet.com and use the code COOPER, and you save even more money. That's cafevalet.com. And the coupon code is Cooper to get this combination for just $20. I'm telling you, it's good coffee. And, and it's, it's decaf, which, you know, I, I can get the decaf because I drink the decaf. And the lovely Joanne, she drinks tea a lot. So we have a French press, but that's a pain in the ass because you have to clean it up. But with this, with this Valet coffee maker, all you do is you put your sting in, you put a little filter in, you run the coffee, and you just throw it out. You don't have to do anything else. So go check it out, cafevalet.com. And uh, enter COOPER, all in capitals. They don't have to, but that's what it says in my copy. Uh, add COOPER and you get it for $20 instead of $25. So anyway, enough about that. We have a great show. Uh, we have a we have a, uh, an, an actor, actress, whatever you want to call them. I call them actors. Some people call them actresses. This is Vanessa Cloak. How you doing?
1: Hi. I call it actor too. <laughs> no, I see. It's, it's, it's
0: funny it's changed because I sit there and it, it's a matter of, honestly, for me, I feel weird sometimes when i post like actor but i always use it i i, I we're all actors you know mm-hmm. you're an actor but a lot of times people are like well, wait a second uh, it, it says actor it, it's an actress i like, oh, "No, they're actors because that's what we are i mean like comedians like a doctor is a doctor yeah comedians Not are comedians doctor. right and <laughs> now what would you call though okay now here's one you can help me out a mailman if I, I have a female mailman now male person sounds too long would you call her a male woman
1: isn't it a postal worker?
0: I don't call them mailman. I, I, I just guess, say
1: mailman. I'm not gonna change. Right. I'm not gonna genderize. Is genderize a word? I just made it one. I'm what? not gonna genderize every single thing. We'd have to change everything. And I'm, I'm all for female power, but I don't need every word in the English language changed to make me fireman, they're fire women. Right. But I just say fireman. I mean, and
0: fire people sounds stupid.
1: It, does. it Sounds like people That's at, like at your,
0: Burning Man yes, dancing, or
1: you're firing everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you're all gone.
0: So now, now you're from L. A. <laughs>
1: Uh, right. I'm from Paramount, California. It's okay. so South
0: LA. And now, what, was, was it a bad area? You get no.
1: It. Well, it, I mean, it was kind of, um, it's right next to Compton. It was, um, it had its uh, grittiness, I could say. I saw a lot of, um, I went to a lot of funerals before I was 18. Okay. <laughs> and, um, but it gave me perspective and grit. And I think it gave me a good foundation on being able to kind of adapt to anywhere and pretty much anyone for the most part. I can get along with anyone as long as you're not a total, Dick. total jerk. Yeah. There you go.
0: Now, now as a kid, did you always want to act? I mean, how did you go? Cause I know you took some time off on him, you know, I know, but did you always want to act as a little kid or what, what drew you to this business? I mean, I know it must be in LA. It's something that it's right in front of you, you know, anywhere else it's like, I want to get to LA. But when right. for you, it's like. <laughs> I'm in L.A. Did you always want to get into business?
1: Well, I wasn't really in L.A. as far as the acting scene goes because, like I said, um, Paramount is, you know, uh, Downey, Norwalk, and it wasn't very glamorous. And we didn't go to school with people that were, you know, their parents were directors or movie stars. But um, I don't know what it was. I just know that when I was a kid, I mean, the first movie I remember watching and feeling, I want to do that was the blue lagoon <laughs> oh well no that's that was a, with a, it was a with Brooke shields oh yeah and i am um, i don't know ever since i was a little girl i was able to kind of get into the movie i had a couple of friends they rode horses they had a bunch of ribbons and all that fun stuff but when i'd go visit them i would make them act out scenes from movies like i played is it nadia Comaneci? Is, is yeah didn't come
0: in each yeah the, 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 each. the, the, the gymnast
1: <laughs> so i reenacted the scene and there's a scene where she's sitting there and she has someone bring her something so i was like okay you guys have to go out i will be here i need to come in i mean i was like at nine or ten or whatever but there was it, it was it wasn't really a choice and i remember my dad saying to me you're gonna be a doctor when you grow up you can be a doctor and in fifth grade i had this major you know conflict how am i gonna be a doctor and an actress I'm just going to be have, have to be a doctor on general hospital, and then okay. everybody will be. But I knew when I was about five or six.
0: And that was in fifth grade.
1: And that was fifth grade. Like, wow. I wasn't acting. I wasn't doing anything to do with acting, but I already knew, like, in my core, that's what I wanted to do.
0: Now, how did your family look at that? Because you're you're from a Greek family, I believe. My dad's
1: from Greece. Because yeah,
0: your last yeah, name yeah. is the... Dimitri Paulus.
1: Demi- Try it one more time, but read. T- you're, you're adding a letter.
0: Dimitropolis. Demetropolis. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I know.
1: Demetropolis.
0: Oh, Dimitropolis. Okay, so it's it's not like it's, like it's Italian. You just look at it and it reads, Dimitro- but okay. yeah. So, no. Dimitro- so now, now what did they think? Did you tell them when you're in fifth grade? Because I mean that you wanted to be an actor, because they wanted you to be a doctor. They must be like, well, wait a second.
1: Well, it was just my dad. My mom's always been like, be whatever you want, and I'm like, that's so great. But then my dad, um. No, he wanted a very specific life. And, he, you know, I think when you come from another country and you come here with nothing and you... I mean, I don't think you need to come from another country to want better for your children. Um, But it was be a doctor, be something of that nature. But it was like, I can't stand blood. To this day, I pass out. If I get blood drawn, I still lock the door to not let the nurse in. I don't want to see it. So... My mom's encouraging, but my dad's like, this is what you're going to do. And it was like going against every fiber in my being. But uh, my dad, uh, he didn't split, uh, but I guess we all split. You know, we went our separate way from him. And then after that, it was kind of like, well, I guess I can do whatever I want, you know, within reason. So
0: now when did you start pursuing in high school or when did you, because I mean, or did you sit there? You wanted to do it as a kid and did you dance as a kid too?
1: I did. I, I'm reading your IMDB.
0: I, it said you were a da- dance
1: as a kid. Right. I started dancing when I was five okay. and did that, took a few classes a week, um, did piano, Girl Scouts, violin, a whole bunch of stuff. My, my mother was driving me all over the place, and she worked full-time, so it was her or my father driving us around to different things. Um, in fifth grade, my uh, dance studio closed. And so my mother found another one and this one happened to be in Downey and it was edgier and people that were teaching and taking classes there were on TV, you know, like on the Wonder Years and Kids Incorporated and all that stuff. My mom tried to get me involved and I think the woman who ran the place was also an agent, but we just... We didn't understand it, you know, and obviously I was, I think, 10 at the time, so I definitely didn't understand it. I just showed up where I was supposed to go. And then I just stuck with dance. I always did theater, junior high, um, started to in high school, but then I i stuck with dance. College, I took a theater class, got picked for a showcase. Where'd, you go,
0: where'd you go to college?
1: Chapman University. Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't study theater or film, studied communications and advertising. In the meantime, worked as a dance teacher to children. Um, and did birthday parties for children and (laughs) delivered food. And I knew I was buying a dance franchise in, uh, starting a business in San Diego. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm out peace. And I didn't really think, even though I always thought about acting, I, it was a, I guess it was a pipe dream. And then it was like, ah, you know, what are you going to do? This is what you're doing now.
0: So you moved to San Diego,
1: moved to San Diego, built this business up. Yeah. Um, and I love San Diego. If I could live in San Diego
0: I I lived in San Diego, uh, me and my ex-wife, probably 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. and it was when the gas lamp first started building up, and I waited tables at Planet Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Because I had worked at the one in Vegas, and I transferred to San Diego, because I was in Vegas, we moved to Vegas for some crazy reason from New Jersey. And it was when San Diego was building it, San Diego was so cool. And I used to do comedy occasionally, people like Bobby Lee and all the guys were, we go to like Fibber McGee's and PB, and they had all these little underground comedy scene. And San Diego is one of those places that, you're right, if you could live there, and like being a be like being a business, but live there, it'd be awesome because it's just so relaxed.
1: It's so chill. I mean, they get their work done, but it's not pretentious. Right. Um. PB is not my favorite area. There's a lot of frat boys there. That whole scene isn't really my thing. Oh yeah. I, um. But for the most part, like I, I lived in Scripps Ranch and I lived okay. in Tierra Santa. Um. Oh, it's just beautiful and nice and clean and um, people are not rude. Um, so, and you don't feel like you're in that grind. And obviously we're up here, we're in that grind right. and that business really isn't down there. If it is, it's probably local commercials and things like that. Um, Yeah. God, I would love to live in San Diego again. There
0: used to be a show called Silk Stockings.
1: I remember that show. That
0: shot down there. And then Rick Springfield was in a series where he played a vampire that shot down there.
1: Wait, so was Planet Hollywood right across from where the mall is, Horton's?
0: It was in the mall. It was. It was. It next was, to Patrick's.
1: Well, Patrick's. The too, Patrick's is Patrick's across the street. Down. Patrick's. Okay. You
0: know, so when you went to go into the mall, because like, that mall is the weirdest mall. People don't right, know. they it, it is. The Horton level. Plaza. It's, it's split level. But the problem <laughs> is, when you go up one level, like most places, you know, like I go to the Burbank Mall. It's two levels. I see an escalator. I can go up. I can see <laughs> steps. At the Horton Plaza, if you ever go there, people, and it's still open, and they have a good comedy club down there. And if you go there, like you're sitting there and you're walking, and you go, "Hey, I see hot dog on a stick. I want to go there." But you have to sit there and walk. All the way down, and I think they built it so people would shop more. That's yeah. But it's strategic. a pain in the ass when you go. But it's it like was, labyrinth. Yeah, it's it's right when you go in when you walk. <clears throat> it was right in the front because there was a grassy area that some homeless people would hang out. But mm. yeah, you could see it. It was it was right like looking across from the hotel Grant. That's what where Planet Hollywood was. But okay. I was only there. I was there for I,
1: I was there for a few years. It's very nice down there.
0: So so you were down there and you had your dancing school.
1: I had my dancing school. And yes.
0: Were you? being fulfilled or were you i mean what what started what,
1: what do think i'm ever fulfilled <laughs> what, what
0: bell started going to sit there and go i gotta act because it's no, just because it you thought you've, you're doing very well and it's not like you know you just did you just sit there and go okay i'm gonna give up the dancing or what happened
1: no i actually thought um someone offered me a job as a bartender at the horse and cow in um san diego off of rosecrans and nimitz okay it's a submariner bar i said um i don't know how to bartend and they said well, you have a rack, so that's okay. Just go on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's mostly draft, anyways. <laughs> so, so I did it. And then someone that I met said, Oh, this uh, little island called San Clemente Island is hiring a bartender. And I was like, But of course I want to work on an island. Who doesn't want to work? Well, <laughs> I get the job.
0: Well, San Clemente in California?
1: San Clemente Island.
0: Yeah, where's is that
1: at? It's 80 miles off the coast. Um, so it's the Channel Islands, but it's okay. 80 miles from. Out of we would fly out of Coronado. Okay. I think so. I get the job and I'm flown there once a week and then I live there for a week and then I'm flown back. In the meantime, I still have the dance company. I've hired a manager and five teachers, so I'm good. um Meet a boy, get married. I, since I was 16, really wanted to live in in Europe. So <laughs> normally, if you're stationed in, on the West Coast, you're going to go to Japan. Um, But I made sure that we got stationed in Europe. So we went to Spain. We were stationed in Rota, Spain for three years. Did a bunch of traveling. Did a a play over there. Once again, it was like it always popped up, but it wasn't what I was doing. Right. Okay. So I think, let's see. Second year there, I got a job at the library on the base. Because of the SOFA agreement, I couldn't work out in the economy. But we lived out in the economy. And I worked at the library on the base. (laughs) I was just thinking of the retirees that used to come in there, and they were just so, like, listening to them. These are their stories, and they've they've lived more than, I think, most people that I've ever met, a retiree out of the military, you know? So there was a guy that used to come into the library almost every day, and we would get to talking. um, And long story short, one day he says, why don't you pursue acting? And this was, I must have mentioned when I was a kid, this is what I wanted to do. And I said, well, that's kind of crazy. I'm kind of old. Like, that's not even a thought in my head. Fast forward, uh, we're up for orders, and we go to New Orleans, which was, I don't even think we picked that at first. But we didn't get Florida, didn't get, I didn't want to go to um, Virginia. <laughs> so
0: it was like. Yeah, you know, Virginia, what, what, what branch was he in? Navy. Okay, yeah. So, well, San Diego, that was nice. They had the U.S. Constitution, they had all that stuff as the people call it, the Connie, the U.S. Connie. Right,
1: right. And, and he was never on a ship. So okay. he was always on land, but he was, you know, you're by the water
0: And least. And I think in Virginia it's like Newport News, which is sort of a crappy area. I mean, no, nothing against Newport News. No, I know. I but mean, but when you nothing to, drew me yeah. to.
1: It was like food and music. Yeah, I, I can do that. So, so
0: you, got, you got to New Orleans.
1: So we got to New Orleans. And it, the first job I got was a director of a modeling and acting school. And while I'm there... It starts creeping back up, you know, and then we got cable. We hadn't had TV in years. So we get TV and I find myself not even being able to watch. I couldn't even watch Friends, which I didn't see until like at least seven years after it was out. (laughs) And um, I I couldn't watch it because I was so envious and like angry with myself. It was the weirdest feeling just to go, I I can't watch what someone else did for themselves because I'm sitting here not doing what I love. And it was very weird. So. One day I decided I'm just going to be an extra. I'm going to, Benjamin Buttons was filming at the time. So I'll just go check this out. I did it one time. um, And then I thought, oh, I'll just go take a film for TV, um, an acting for film and TV class. I went to check that out. And then that was it. It was, that was it. Um, I quit my job. Started going to this class once a week. Didn't want to get an agent until I had really kind of got a handle on what the difference was, you know, film and TV and theater, obviously very different. And I hadn't done anything in years. Um, and then I got an agent and then that's kind of.
0: So you got it because I mean, New Orleans, it's a, there's a lot of stuff shooting. I mean, I, I know
1: there was a lot of stuff. shooting, And it's yeah. like,
0: and you know, so, so you're sitting there and you take the classes and are you still doing background work at all?
1: No, I did. I think I've done it twice. Okay. Ever.
0: So you do that and then you finding it now how do you submit to the i mean do you sit there and send a headshot because it's like i mean maybe you tell me
1: i'm in the situation now i don't know
0: <laughs> no i don't
1: know no really i don't know how i just got back so i don't have
0: you don't have an agent
1: i don't have an, an agent you're an
0: oscar i mean i have an agent and i i, I met them without headshots
1: <laughs> well here's the funny thing i was seen in a showcase um in new orleans in new orleans okay and so two agents approached me i went with one and then a year later so she's I wanted to be with the best agent. I always want to be with the best or I want to be a part of the best. Okay. Okay. I think that's a good goal uh, if it's realistic. <laughs> and um so I was with one agent and then I really wanted to be with Claudia Spiker, New Orleans model and talent. She had the cream of the crop or you know, it, she was known for having some of the best talent. And she came to a class that I was in at the time, and I sent her my stuff, and I followed followed up with her. So I did send my stuff to her, but she saw me in a class. And I stayed with her until she passed away, um, January I think, 2014. And then after that, everybody that was with her had the option to go to another agency. So I kind of just went there, you know. Um, So now I'm here, and I'm like, I've been doing this a while, and I have some good credits, but... I, I, there's this, you know, you got to have a referral and, and a lot of times actors because they work so hard to get where they are. I don't think it's that they don't want to help, but it's almost like this. No, you got to go through it too. I don't know what it is. All you know I what? know is it is a pain in the butt. Well, okay.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you something real okay. quick. Years. I, I don't, I don't act. Uh, I was in one crappy movie, but it was it. What was it? It was called Killer Dry Queens on Dope and it was Alexis <laughs> Arquette, but I, I was in 25 minutes and I had Freddie Boom Boom Washington. I got shot. I got beat up. I played one of the thugs which was so like a, yeah. a
1: fun movie
0: to me oh fun yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was like, it was it was like 10 years ago but i before that i i got an agent i just sent pictures out and i met him and then i got my agent now they sit there they used to be i used to record this in a different building we are okay. the station was in a another place in burbank and i always see all these people in the lobby and i always joke around with the the receptionist and i i used to do a comedy show called cooper's angels where i booked all females uh-huh and they were and they're sitting there and then, then someone. The receptionist gave me the card she goes oh this girl wants you to you know, if you're ever looking for acts and i'm like oh, all right you know how's she now what are they doing here and she goes oh there's an agency around the corner i go, oh, really what's it called she goes oh i go oh who runs it okay so i sent an email and i say hey i record a show on the show and in, in the station i said i want to do uh commercial stuff i just you know what i have a unique different look i'd like to meet with you boom met with them i didn't even have headshots and they signed me
1: you just sent an email
0: I sent an email, and I said, hey, and I had no referral. I just said, I, I have a thing, and I just, I said, you're on the same floor as mine. It's funny. People build this thing. You have credits. We're going to talk about your credits, but you have credits. You should be able to, I mean, you're going to, are you going to the Oscars?
1: I don't know. You might, though.
0: Charles? You, 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 <laughs> might, you might get a chance to go.
1: Um, to, I know I'm going to events around the Oscars, but I don't know, and um, one of my friends who actually does not live here uh, but lived here for many years he's been so kind and gracious and giving me referrals um so it's kind of like well who do i know and who do i not mind asking for one and i understand what goes around that you know i've only given a a few referrals there's like a criteria i think are they professional can they back their work up you know um are they going to make me look bad but if i firmly believe in somebody and they've got credits even if they don't and i believe in them Yes, absolutely. I'm right. helping the agency as well.
0: I'm the same way. Like when people sit there and go, hey man, can you get me some guests for my show? And I go, well, you know, let me hear your show. And then you don't want to be a jerk, but I have, I get guests. I mean, you know, I mean, Charles right. Charles sent me you. Charles sent me John uh, James
1: Dumont. Dumont. Dumont, yeah.
0: Ed Asner. I mean, Charles sends yeah. people, you know? So it's like, I can't sit there and go, oh yeah, hey, send this guy. Then the guy goes in, or you go in and the, the host is a dick. Then right. You're right, you have to be careful.
1: Right, right. And I totally understand that. So- I'm, I'm, I know that for a little bit there, because I just got back in December. I mean, and and then it was the holidays and just trying to acclimate, you know, definitely to be in nice weather again.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, no, I want to go back to New Orleans. So when okay. you're in New Orleans, you got an agent.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: now, are you going out for commercials? Are you going out for what are you? What are you? I went going out, for out for
1: everything. It was commercials and um, film and TV.
0: And now, were you nervous when you went for an audition? Oh my
1: God! I literally, well, number one, I would before every single audition, you get sick I would get sick I would gag I would hyperventilate um, but what I noticed is you know here's something that I think is interesting sometimes when I'm doing an audition I feel like I've lost a little bit of that rawness and that vulnerability that I'm not nervous anymore okay I love the nervous energy as awful as it felt I could always harness it and push it where it needed to go so it was focused and now sometimes i go and i'm not feeling like the uh, the energy the the wire the electricity coming through and that stemmed from that place you know because even sitting here i'm a little bit nervous i don't know you you know i don't know what you're thinking but I just think that's how we are as people. Don't
0: be nervous. Well, it's,
1: uh, it's been five, you know, ten minutes. I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm definitely. I
0: think it's a New Orleans thing because Dana Gorier said the same thing. She goes, i was nervous. Like, why are you nervous? I'm, look at me." No, I, I, I mean there...
1: Barbara Streisand still gets nervous. Yeah. I think it's. But I it's, think... A, it's,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little studio. This is a big difference. Right, thing. right, you know, you right. Never, you but know... you
1: still want to be accepted, right. and most actors come from a place of wanting validation. Um, you know, maybe it stems from abusive childhoods or whatever i mean artists are they have interesting backgrounds so um there's a constant need for validation um unfortunately like it's like okay i haven't worked a job so i'm not validated (laughs) we need to try to remember we're still um we still have a lot of value just because we're not working at the moment but but then after let's see my first year of auditions almost every audition I would leave the room and then I'd go to my car and I would just bawl for a good 20, 30 minutes because it was like, you didn't do this. And when you're first auditioning, you really don't know what to expect. And, you know, sometimes it was my fault. I wasn't prepared enough and I needed to have that kind of slap in the face. And I'm glad that I did. Um, And some of it was just being really too hard on myself and not understanding that, yes, I have to deliver what I'm here to do. But there is so much that's not in my hands. I can't control um, my height, you know, my skin color.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um, who's sleeping with someone? <laughs> These are things that are out of my control. All I can do is show up and and impress upon them my skills and hope that they remember it. If not for this job, for a future job. And once I got that in my mind, and every year was a different. Every year was interesting. It was like first just get through the audition. Okay, now just learn how to get through a callback. Cuz I walked into a callback for um I can't remember the movie, but Renee Zellweger was starring in it, and it was the director from Love Rose. And I did not expect like 8 people to be in the room. So I just got through doing the audition the week before. I was so nervous. I was such a mess and lost my phone and I looked at the casting director and I and then I left and she says um I said, it was really nice, meaning you have a lice day. No. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I really think it was so good to meet you. Don't get lice while you're here. And thank you so much for this. <laughs> just like, oh, great. So I had the callback and that threw me for a loop. There were like eight people. Right. So it was like that year was like, I'm going to get this, you know, callback thing down. Then the next year was about how do I focus? How do I, how can I maintain stillness and focus? Um, and almost penetrate with this, with your eyes, um, with your delivery. And that took you know a year of working on. So now I feel good, but I actually like when I get nervous because it doesn't happen often. I was nervous for the big short audition. I was nervous for the American Horror Story audition. A lot of our auditions are now taped, Right. so you don't get as nervous.
0: Well, now your first role was Treme. Yes. Your first bigger role. Right. Okay. So now now was that were you excited when you got that? I mean and what was the whole process? Did you go in once? Did you go in twice? Did you go back for a callback? You must but so you you, by that time you're confident in a callback?
1: Um I wasn't confident in a callback, but I wasn't surprised. I I said, okay, you don't there could be a flamingo in the room and you have to be (laughs) okay with that. So um I felt a little better. Plus also after you get a few callbacks, you go, wait a minute, I'm in a callback. There's a reason I've been called back. So Take a mental note and go kick some button there. Um, so it was like the third episode of the season, so that made me feel really good. I don't think I, I think I remember leaving and going, no, 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 I totally botched that up. So I was very surprised, super excited, and also it was HBO, which is I don't know why, but I just remember that HBO thing with the static in the background when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, I want to be on a show that does that.
0: No, I always that <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's not the. Was there like a wah wah? Was there one of those too?
0: Don't do. Uh, I yeah, it went
1: do do do.
0: It went shh. We it go, go. Here's a H. You know, it's a HBO. Shh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Whatever. I can't do sounds, but that's yeah. I know what you're I saying. You, you'd see that. Yeah, you would remember that.
1: Although I can do the. Does this does this sound like the vacuum at a dentist's office? Wait.
0: A little bit. A little bit. See,
1: maybe I can't do something.
0: No, it's all right. No, that's all right. I, I, you know, it's it's all right. It, it sounds, you know, it's it was a uh, a little bit.
1: Like, I'm not a voiceover like a, a person. A very, so. a very,
0: a very cheap dentist office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the vacuum doesn't work. Probably mine. But they actually use a, a dust devil. That's, yeah. what so that's what they do. So that's uh, they do. So, so now you you get the Treme, mm-hmm. and you got to be confident, and and now and then, common law comes up.
1: Common law didn't come up for another couple of years.
0: Oh, see, because this this year things all this is common law. Well, it's
1: laws. also when they when it aired. You know, I might have shot something and then it didn't air. Like, I think I shot something on Mind Puppets and it's still not out.
0: What is Mind Puppets?
1: Um, it's a movie where I think the hypnotist hypnotizes five people and they actually don't come out of hypnosis. So then you see them in their real lives. Like, I think Vinnie Jones was hypnotized to be a child. And so you see him as a husband okay. and father. Um, and I don't know if they come out of it because I haven't seen the movie. And it's not out yet. It's not out yet. So, it's still in post.
0: So now what happened I mean, after Treme? What was your next role?
1: Right after Treme, actually I booked a part on That's What I Am opposite Amy Madigan and uh, Orton, Randy Orton, who's a wrestler. Right. Um. So I played his wife and Claudia actually said, you know, this is kind of a big deal, Vanessa. You beat out some very, very seasoned actors. And I was like, wow, that is a big deal. And looking back, that's, I did not like my performance in that at all. I felt very disconnected. Um, Why? I was, it was too surface for me. I, I'm capable of a lot more depth, Okay. <clears throat> but it was my first feature film and um, I was very nervous and not that you're not important when you're a day player, but at the same time, uh, you kind of really need to be even more observant and ready for the go because it's really not about you you're supporting you're either a supporting person on this protagonist journey or you're creating an obstacle on this journey but either way this movie is not about you you're in the movie um so i think and then i was working with a couple of season actors and you know ed harris is in the movie and i didn't get to meet him but i thought okay you, this is it you better, better get off the because right, it's ed harris you know it's- <laughs> yeah so um and amy is his you know real life wife and she was in the scene and she it was she knew what she was doing and i i didn't and even for that first year it was like okay now that i got the call back now that i got the part how do i live on a set you know, everything had been in a scene, in a class, or, you know, the wine store was fine. I can pick up this bottle and walk over here. Right. <laughs> but now I've got to open a door and I've got to invite someone in. And then, so then it was, a, it was about a year of like getting used to, and I think actors need to do this. What are the physicalities? What are you doing? You know, nobody sits there and drinks coffee and just sits like this. They're right. drinking the coffee and they might kind of flick their hair, you know, so living in the actual environment was the next thing. Also starting to learn about lights and camera. Uh, you know, if I'm shot this way, um, my face looks chubbier. And I have a friend and she goes, God, you look fat in that one scene. And I go, well, that one scene was shot on the same day as the other three scenes. Right. And it's not like I ate a pizza <laughs> and it blew me up, girl. <laughs> it's just like the camera angle. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of a big deal. I'm trying to think what was after that.
0: Well, when did you do, was, was Common Law first or was America Horror? Uh... Common Law. Okay, now Common Law... I, I, me and my girlfriend watched that show. I oh, really did? enjoyed that. And uh, Jack McGee.
1: Oh, he's so great. He, he was
0: on the show in the old studio, and he's so funny. He's just a little guy. He's just, I
1: know he's so, so nice. So, so good
0: guy. And uh, how did that come about? Because then that you were a featured regular. I mean, you were in this in the therapy group.
1: Right. Um, so
0: they, did, I, was that after Tremay and, and after the movie, and so you're mm-hmm. still in New Orleans. And mm-hmm. are you getting other auditions?
1: So I think when was I'm trying to think when that's what I am was maybe the beginning of 2010. I honestly cannot remember what I did between 2010 and when common law came around, but I know there was a bit of a lull. Um, I also went through a divorce. So I was, uh, I think a lot of it has just kind of, (laughs) I don't remember a lot. Yeah,
0: that happens though. I
1: remember a lot of vodka, but other than that, um, I, I was very secluded. I became very isolated and finally had some friends who were like, let's get you out of the house. And I said, okay. So I met some people. And then that summer I booked. Um, what I thought was going to be a TV show, it was called Wild Card, and I think they turned it into a, a TV movie. Tim Matheson directed it, and right after that, it was like a book day, Robitussin commercial, national commercial. And then this audition for Common Law comes up, and it was a big deal because they had actually already shot the pilot here in L.A. Okay. But because they decided, you know, obviously the pilot was probably shot a year before that. They decided to shoot in New Orleans because of the tax credits. They It was either bring six actors for the therapy group out every week, um, which was a lot of travel expense, or book some local actors, which is what they did. But there were rounds of auditions. I mean, like, I'm sure everybody that was an actor at the time that was in that age range auditioned for common law. So I think I had three auditions, and it was always like, okay, we really, really like you. Read for this now and read for that. And I was like, okay. So I think... The third audition I had, was. it was the day after I had my gallbladder removed. And Claudia <laughs> Claudia had been calling for hours. And she's like, where are you? I, I've been trying to reach you. And I said, oh my! I literally just had my gallbladder taken out like three hours ago. <laughs> she's like, well, you have a, another call back tomorrow for common law. And I was like, don't say anything. I'll be there. So <laughs> I went. I, I took some Percocet because I had to. I went to the audition. I think everybody else knew I was on something. And when I got to the inside of the casting room, I had, a, it was like a chemistry read. They were trying to match me up with my husband and um, producer and executive producer there. And I was just kind of all over the place. And I just had to fess up. I was like, I am so sorry, but I am drugged up right now because I had this thing out yesterday. And they were like, are you kidding me? I said, no, but I just really couldn't miss this. <laughs> so it was like another three weeks before I heard anything. And Claudia actually called. She's like, "Well, you have the part. They wanted someone younger and hotter, but um just so you know." And I was like, "Could you just? <laughs> did you have to say that? You know? Did you have to twit?" But but you know, whatever. I got the part. I was jumping in the air. And then at the time, I was working a day job at Cineworks, which is which was a post production house located at the NIM Center in Harahan, Louisiana. And the stage for common law, the actual therapy room, was actually in the same building. So I'd run over from my day job at the post house and go to a wardrobe fitting. And my bosses were great. They're like, whatever, Vanessa, make up your hour. So um, so that was common law. And then after that, I didn't work for two years.
0: So. Well, were you bummed when it got canceled?
1: I was bummed. I, I'm one of those people that doesn't really, um, you know, I don't count my, what is it, chicks before they hatch. So I was just gracious when they said your book for four episodes. I was like, "Holy moly!" And it was like, "Your book for four more? What?" You know. Um, I was bummed it
0: got canceled because it was actually it was a very good show
1: with a good premise.
0: And yeah, and then the two guys. I mean,
1: Warren is- Cole is hilarious. He, I'm not kidding. Like in between takes, just, <laughs> I think he has this, another new show right now, Shades of Blue, or something like yeah, that he, yeah
0: he's on that one with jennifer lopez shades of blue right and then the other guy michael ely he was ended up being in the following and in these movies and right. he's this, and he's like he's like the young african-american rob Lowe. oh he, my god he was those in like eyes, about last night the guy's gorgeous just he really girl. is like and he just he's like when when i was you know growing up like we look at rob Lowe, and even rob Lowe still looks great you're like they're just pretty
1: they're just pretty and, i mean he should be a barbie doll he should be a ken and doll he
0: played the killer good in falling So, so that got canceled. So, so it's were you expecting it maybe? Because USA, that's surprising. Because USA usually gives their shows a few times, and it it wasn't. It was a good show.
1: I don't think it had anything. First of all, it kind of had a bad slot. It was like Friday nights at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. But I think it had something to do with the network and. Whatever goes on in that world and the timing of the contracts with the leads, okay. I think, I could be wrong. So it just kind of, by the time they had made a decision, contracts were up and, you know, people have to work. Um, and Michael Ely, I think he's done, I don't know how many movies he's done since then. Right. But, um, so then, yeah, so then it was over. And it, that summer I came to, I went to New York for two months to go, um take an acting workshop for eight weeks and just explore and then I came here for six months um and then I I ended up having to go back but I was here for six months and then I went back to New Orleans and I I mean I didn't work for two years and talk about like well I guess that was it it's been fun I'm gonna go get a degree now or something (laughs) I don't know what do you do you know so um it did take two years and when I got back and I said, Claudia, I don't know what's going on. And she was so wonderful because she was like, Vanessa, you're solid. It's just a matter of timing. There are a lot of um, roles for men right now. what what can you do? you know So just her patience with me. Um, and it was actually right before I booked Treme that I called her and I was in tears because I just said, I'm so sorry. like I want to make money for you. I want to work for you. I just don't know what's going on. And she goes, it's going to happen. Just give it some time. And and then it did, like two weeks later. So, um, yeah, when you work and then you're, like I said, you're validating yourself by the actual booking and you're on set and then you're not. That's why I think it's so important to have other things going on in your life. Family, friends to support you, hobbies. I mean thank god I'm by the beach now in the mountains i have elevation oh yeah
0: la i mean la so we we get used to you know it's like my girlfriend just moved from back east uh two years ago and you know it's just funny we're watching the the blizzard that just happened and you know i'm, I'm, I'm up, like
1: drinking a mai tai yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm a dick on facebook i'm like yeah hey, i'm gonna watch the uh, i'm gonna watch the uh the blizzard on the weather channel yeah Dot, 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 or i may go to the beach. Yeah. Like, go to hell, Cooper. You're an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. We're, you know, you stay out there. We don't want to see you again. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we get because you you can you can do a lot of stuff here. It only takes you a long time to get there.
1: Right. Like the
0: beach. I mean, I live in Burbank. The beach is 25 miles, 22 miles. It's, it'll take an hour and a half sometimes.
1: I drove five hours to go to a beach when I lived in New Orleans.
0: So you're like.
1: Destin, because Biloxi and Gulfport, it was like there's mosquitoes. Uh, the water is to my ankle for a mile out. This is not a beach. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going over to Florida. And I would leave at like 10 at night. I would text my, whoever, you know, I was dating at the time, off to Destin. And I would go there, get there at about 2 or 3 in the morning and just sleep in the car for a couple hours in the beach parking lot. So as soon as that sun came up, it was yeah. like, <laughs> I remember I was there one time. I usually went by myself. I needed to see the edge. I needed to see that I was this small in this big old world. And sometimes in New Orleans, it starts to feel like a very small bubble. And um, especially when you grow up in a place like this where, I mean, if I want to, I can run over to Hearst Castle tomorrow, you know. Right. I love that place. But anyways, um, I was laying on the beach in Destin, like face down. <laughs> and I was almost passed out. And I heard two guys walking, talking. And one said, what is she doing? And the other guy says, Ah, just living the dream, and I kind of looked up, and there was like sand stuck to my face, and I was like, <laughs> "Yep." So now I can go to the beach. So twenty minutes, I'm okay with that.
0: So, so you moved back to New Orleans. Now, when when you you were here for six months, and then you went back, mm-hmm. and now when did American Horror Story happen?
1: Was that that you... aired January of 2015? So I shot it December 2014 in New Orleans. Right. Now how did that role come up? I got an audition request and it was actually the last episode of the season and it I think that was Jessica Lange's last season because Lady Gaga's on it now.
0: So what was that like? Well, not only, you know, working with Jessica Lange, you get you get hit, you get you get smacked by yeah. Jessica. I mean, well, I mean as an as an actor, I mean Jessica Lange's a legend. So, a legend. So I mean, it's like were you in team, I mean, what was it like playing a scene because you you it's not like it's not like you sit there and go hey he's not here you know, you you. It's a. I mean, seriously, it's a long scene because I watched your re- little reel right. today, and uh, I call it a little reel. That's I, okay. It's, a, it's
1: little. It's fine. No, no. I mean, no. I, just I say, get it.
0: I don't mean it like little. I just mean I call it because it's. it's you know, it
1: is a little. It's real. a real. <laughs>
0: they're, they're all they're reels. They're little. That's tell long. Because I used to hate when I did comedy. It's a little
1: real, real. Yeah, but so. I hate when I did comedy. You going do a little skit. No, I'm
0: not doing a little <laughs> skit. I'm doing my act. I'm
1: doing a little part. You but, know, but, uh, we say that. But,
0: so no, but you, you. So what was that like? Because you have a lot of you have a lot of dialogue. And you have to be, you you have to be a jerk. You have to be, and you're very good as the gatekeeper, like the dick gatekeeper. I call him
1: like the Nazi receptionist. Yeah, you're like very,
0: (laughs) so what was that like? Did you know your scene when you were auditioning, your scene was going to be across from Jessica Lange?
1: I didn't know. So they give you mock sides. So it doesn't, you don't know who the scene is with and it's actually not even the real dialogue, but it's somewhere along the lines of, so, um. I had been saying I wanted to be on the show for two years because they shot two years down in New Orleans, and uh, two seasons. And I didn't just want to be on the show, I wanted to be on a show in a scene with Jessica Lange. And this was like my diet, my monologue in my brain every single day for like two years. And then it was like, well, I missed it. And then this audition request comes through. I read it and I'm like, I know this, I get it because I understand the tone of the show. <laughs> And I went into the audition room and Megan Lewis, casting director. She goes, "So, um uh this is scene with Jessica Lane. And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> 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 okay, you know? Um and so we did it and then I got the part and it was I don't know, like, have you, like your whole body is consumed like with excitement and also not just being grateful because obviously I think actors sometimes go, "Oh, we're, I'm so grateful to be Yes, I am grateful for the opportunity, but sometimes we forget to go, I did that. I got that. You know, I earned that. So um, to be able to kind of let all that sink in, and then I was like, okay. I mean, I was such a dork on set when she wasn't around, but I was totally cool. <laughs> I walked in the makeup trailer, and, and she's the only one there, and I was like, <laughs> and I didn't say anything I thought well it's also morning and I really don't like when people talk to me within my first hour of being awake because I'm not awake you know. so I didn't say anything and the next thing you know it's like oh we need you on set for rehearsal I'm like great I get there and they're like um, so Jessica let me get you here and Vanessa if you could be right here and um, hello you know I <laughs> like I belong there hello and then I did the scene and then it was after Downstairs, I saw her walking out of the building, and then I was like, "Hi, I'm Vanessa. I, um, it is such a pleasure to meet you." You know, and she's like, "Oh, thank you so much, and very gracious." Um, but why? I had to say that. I mean, I I just would have gushed, if, gushed, and gushed if I could. Right. So um, I got a little tongue-tied because I had actually seen her. She's a photographer, so I went to um, I I don't know if it was called a lecture, but she spoke. At the Ogden Museum a couple years before and I only went because it was Jessica Lang man she is a phenomenal photographer especially black and whites which I love so I say to her as we're walking to the trailers I was at the Ogden Museum I saw you speak and she's like oh and <laughs> And I was like, what is wrong? I mean, what is wrong? Why didn't you say, I love your work? I mean, just anything. But I was just such a dork. And then, um, you know, right after we had finished rehearsing, I was, you know, very professional. And as soon as she left the room, I looked at some of the crew and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't fucking die. Like, I keep, just crying. And they're like, we know, Vanessa. We've been here all season. Right. (laughs) So um, then when we worked and we had to rehearse, obviously, the choreography of that slap, um, she was just... (laughs) She's just so phenomenal. At one point, she was on the ground. She was crying. And we were just rehearsing. And she says something. And then I'm like, and this, this. And she's like, this crazy German broad. And I was like, yes, this. No, she says, this crazy German bitch. And that's not in the script. But Jessica Lange says it to me. And I'm like, yes, this German bitch. And she just like, we start laughing. And she didn't care that I lost my lines. She just, she didn't care to try to make me feel. Smaller than she was like what people fuck up who cares um and we had a great time and that was it and then we did the time lapse lapse thing and she actually left you know just before it was over and I didn't get a chance to say goodbye I actually wrote her a letter that I never gave her I think it was more for me to write but how can you be in I mean I meet actresses that have never heard of Jessica lane it's like where do you what
0: you know what I'm gonna tell you something I I I got an argument with someone the other day about this I was at a bar. That I, you know, go to in Burbank. Mm -hmm. And it's like two years ago. And this girl said, how, you know, you know, she, the bartender was like, oh yeah, I like music. You know, it's cool. And I love, I love classic music. I love, you know, not classic, like classical, like classic rock. Yeah. And I'm talking to her and I go, so what music do you like? She said, do you like Springsteen? She didn't know who Springsteen was. And I wanted Never heard? No. And so I never, there's two bars, a front bar and a back bar. If I walked in and she was (laughs) there, I wouldn't sit there. She was a sweetheart, but I just could not fathom sitting at a bar where someone right. didn't know who Bruce Springsteen was. Who is and she was it's not like she was 9. Right. It's like she was 25, 26 and I said that. So.
1: Well, also I feel like if you're in any sort of field, don't you want to know who your I mean forefathers were in that field, right, who kind of paved ways and I mean Francis Farmer, hello. I mean that performance by Jessica Lange, which I didn't see that movie until about 2 years ago. I was like this this woman's amazing. She can do no wrong in my eyes, and I will watch everything she <laughs> does. And it was so incredibly raw and just—it almost makes you want to go, "Yeah, fuck this. I'm going to find something else to do."
0: Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. You see some of these actors now, now, <laughs> now you also now how the big short come around because that's up or not. I mean, did you ever, you know, you're involved in an Oscar-winning movie, and as I said, I knew Adam years ago in Philly when we did stand-up, and. Oh, I always tell people, when you see Anchorman, all those lines, you know, go time, all that. He was doing that on stage. He would sit there and be having a rough set and he's a very tall guy. He's very tall. So he'd go, Oh, you eyeball me? Yeah, you know what? It's go time, man. It's go time. And we <laughs> were just go what the hell is he doing? And and he just and he just changed from that. He went to Chicago and wrote and now he's a great director. And now how did that apart come apart? And I mean about and did you I mean it's an amazing cast, and you knew it's going to get some heat because you have all these good actors. Yeah. it's Adam's first drama, and he's got a great track record. And it, and I went, me and Joanne went to see it, and it was great. It was uh, it was just, it's got the funny parts, but it tells a good story. And now, how did you get the audition for The Big Short?
1: Same thing, audition request, and um, were you Ma-
0: still in New Orleans?
1: Mm-hmm. And that was shot there as well. Um, Megan Lewis is very specific when she cast, I mean, it's you know. Sometimes you go to a casting session and you see all sorts of people. Um, Maybe they haven't kind of pinned down the tone. I mean, this was based on something that actually happened. Now, was there a Lucy Talia over at Goldman Sachs? I'm not sure. But I know that they had pictures of the kind of image that they wanted to present. And there were people. I don't know if my particular person, because I think there was sales rep, female sales rep and male sales rep. And they just combined them. Because it was me and the quant, you know, um, Rajiv, who was a really, really funny guy. Um, So I went in and there were a ton of guys dressed in suits. You know, they're all there for Wall Street parts. And there were a couple of women. But I, when I go read for Megan, I know that she knows what she's looking for. Um, And again, the tone of the piece. So I look up Adam McKay, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, this is. This How it's a he's comedic like how is this gonna work? But then I see Ryan Gosling and Brad Pitt and this kind of ensemble and Steve Carell and it's like it's almost like when Jim Carrey did um, uh, Spotlight what was it Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless right. he's a comedic actor and he's doing a dramatic role but there are elements you know and comedy is often stems from tragedy you know it's just really what the the tone of the movie is what's setting it apart so. I looked at that and I go, you know, these are guys that have this camaraderie just as people in life and they're all going to be in this movie together. And then there's this really amazing director, comedic director. So I was kind of like, is it going to be a dark comedy? How are they going to play this out? So when I saw it, I was really blown away that he was able to keep us interested in a subject that maybe most people aren't interested in or they don't want to be, or really just don't feel they can understand it. So, Um, auditioned for that and again it was a bit of a wait Uh, and then I got it (laughs) I had said just like I wanted the American Horror Story thing I said I want to be in a movie that gets nominated for an Oscar and I have read The Secret and I believe in energy but it's I don't know I say what I want and not want something very simple it's like to my core I feel it I want this and I think it's way back here and then it happens so it happened and it was great. And Adam McKay is just such an open person, you know. And hung out with him a little bit at the rap party. And he, we were talking about like our dads and just the history of us, you know, and what he used to do. And um, he just really didn't step on toes as a director. I think it's hard because this is your vision, but at the same time, he was, he understands like letting me get to where you want me to be in my own way. Um, and then we got to play a little bit and it, I mean, this is Christian Bale. And again, he was in the makeup trailer and I was like, <laughs> good morning. <Right. laughs> I do this stupid thing where I try to, <laughs> cause I'm such a nerd, <laughs> but like I met Billy Zane the other night at the LA art show and I just wanted a picture, but I won't, I refuse to ask and my friends. Like you need to, you need to work on your social media, Vanessa, you need to start asking for pictures. And I'm like. I mean, if I was a movie star and someone asked me if for a picture, I think I would be flattered for the rest of my life every time someone asked. But being on the other end, I'm like, I just can't do it. But, you know, uh, a friend of mine was speaking to Billy Zane and then he said, oh, this is Vanessa. And I was like, oh, it's Bill. oh my God, he's so handsome. You
0: know? His uh, new show, well, he's only a little bit, of, called <laughs> Mad Dogs on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's great. Is it? Well, it's uh, Sean Ryan who created The Shield. who's mm-hmm. was on here two weeks ago and he's talking about Mad Dogs. We planned it when it was coming up. We've watched me and Joanna have watched six episodes. There's ten episodes.
1: This is Amazon.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Amazon is it? Prime, okay. and it's got great cast and it's okay. just a great show. You should watch it. Okay. People watch Mad Dogs, and it's got Michael Imperioli, Romany Malco, <clears throat> Ben Chaplin, and Steve Zahn. Amazing, and Billy Zane's in the beginning. Uh, he's he's,
1: he's, he's so good. wonderful.
0: <laughs> so now, when you're sitting there and you you get done the big short. And, you know, people talk about all this stuff and then all of a sudden, you know, when you find out it's nominated for an Oscar, were you up early just to say, I mean, did you sit there and go, okay, I'm going to watch the Oscar ceremonies or did, I mean, the the nomination thing, or did you feel it was going to get nominated or because, I mean, you're part of an Oscar nominated movie. What was that like?
1: Um, Well, first, I think, I think I realized it once I started seeing some articles that had come out. Either during or shortly thereafter, when the movie was wrapping, and because it's 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 kind of unveiling and unraveling this huge blanket on something that has been almost like a surface surface subject. Because you know I don't understand anything that deeply when it comes to finance. So just the fact that it had this um, what is the word? it had an impact i think for everybody and especially where our country's at right now it's like what's going in our food and right. why are the prices for this so much and you know let's not have suvs anymore now we want the smallest cars also we want tiny houses but you can't live in a trailer cuz that's trashy but you can live in a tiny
0: right it doesn't
1: make sense to me um pretty soon people live in the prius but um the, the, then i was on the sag nominating committee you know and that was one of the screeners that i got and i was like holy hell, I think this is like, I don't know, this kind of might be a big deal. <laughs> right. And then it is a big deal. I am um, i don't know. I don't really live in the clouds. I'm pretty down to earth. But to be able to be just be a part of that, just that sliver in that movie, I think is pretty amazing. And for me, even though I love movies, just the fact that this is making a statement, a very important statement, um, makes me even more proud uh so i think it's great um i i will be kind of honest and say that i haven't really watched the oscars in a while i didn't have tv for many years and then a couple of years ago i was very upset was it last year or the year before whenever well there are two things one i won't mention um but i was very upset when someone won an award And I just thought, this is wrong. This is a sham. And I don't want to watch this anymore. The other one was when Jake Gyllenhaal did not get nominated for Nightcrawler. Great movie. Thank you. And he is so... And forget about the movies. But if you watch his characters in every single movie, he's always different. And he just embodied this. And yes, I have a major crush on him. This has nothing to do with how I feel about his acting. So I was like, how? I just don't understand it. Michael Keaton Keaton, had done Birdman. Eddie Redmayne did Theory of Everything and won, which rightly so. But I was a little upset. So I really should watch the Oscars. And I know that, especially this year. Well, you might go. I you, might go. I know don't know. know. I don't know how all that works. This is all kind of new to me. you well, know it's part like, of
0: it. Now, we have only a few minutes left. What made you move back to L.A.?
1: Um, number one, I wanted to come home. And I feel that acting is something I'll want to do forever. I want to do it on a different level. Um, I expect to be going back and forth. But I needed to be able to. I guess as we get older. And we kind of think about who's in our lives. How long are they going to be in our lives. What's important now. Family is important. I've kind of been out on my own for so long. I want to be around my niece. And go to her functions. You know see her for her birthday. Things like that. That my life. I don't want it to just be about me. And what I'm trying to get at. I want. I want it cushioned with all these other wonderful things. Um, weather played a huge factor because my hair hasn't looked good in nine years because it's so humid down there. So like, like, I don't want any humidity. I don't want any more mosquito bites. I need to see a beach or a mountain. And I need to be acting in a bigger market. I had such an amazing time in New Orleans. I know I'll be going back there. But I'm. I feel ready. Like I was saying, everything aligns.
0: And in in New Orleans, you I mean you were on Treme, you were on Walking Dead, you were on NCIS New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You were. Is, well, which one when you're real is where you play the waitress?
1: That's NCIS New okay. Orleans.
0: That's good. So, so I mean, so you, you basically, and then like you've done the, the shows you, that are there. Yeah, you 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 know you sit there. It's like anything. When people say, you know, okay, it's time for me to move on because you know then they're, they're not they're not going to cast you if you're doing a a, a one on you know like an NCIS New Orleans. You can't go back for another year or two. and well, so, and you
1: might never be able to go back right. now, American horror story is different because each seasons it's right. Own. but <clears throat> I want to um also, if you're doing bit parts here and there, you know, I want all my income to come from acting. I mean, don't we all? Uh, I would like to only be doing one thing. and I don't I've never wanted to be famous. I don't want celebrity, but I want my job to be an actress on work until I feel that it's not the thing I'm supposed to do anymore. Um, and I, I feel I'm ready. I'm so glad that I got to do start there because I had opportunities that I have friends that graduated, you know, from Chapman with film and TV or theater degrees and not to obviously bash them, but I'm, as far as credits go and recognizable credits, I've had those opportunities because I was in the South. Walking Dead, hi, you yeah. know, <laughs> so um and hopefully, all of that has come together. And I have to go, oh, Vanessa, you've done some pretty badass stuff. And if you did it there, you're going to do it here. And it's going to all work out.
0: And you got slapped by Jessica Lang.
1: And I actually want to loop that. I did it. I looped it. And I was like, is it weird to put it the first thing on my demo reels? Bam, bam, bam.
0: That's, that catches your eye. That'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> That's what I thought.
0: You're getting, you're getting hit by an Oscar winner. I know. You know, you're getting hit by an Oscar. Oh, my God. Um, I know. So, uh, so, so <laughs> the award now, the, the your big shirt won a SAG. Right. The
1: produ- I think oh, it won, it won uh, the Producers Guild Award for Best Picture, Didn't it win, I believe.
0: Did it get a Golden Globe?
1: I don't. I real I, I, don't I still it, don't have it, TV. I don't know what's going well, on. do
0: you have TV. Your, that's your medium. You can write it off. You
1: can write cable. No, off. it's not that. I just I think because I spend more time flipping, I'd much rather just get on Netflix. Or get someone's HBO Go password, if anyone has one I can borrow. I really need to say Game of Thrones this year. I'm finally up to yeah, speed.
0: Man, I, I, you don't I, love it? I haven't watched it. That's not my gig. Oh,
1: I don't like fantasy. But That's th- not
0: the, I'll tell you what, if you have Netflix, the Bloodlines.
1: I watched, wait, Bloodline about the family in Key Largo yeah. or in the Keys? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. It's so good. It's Ben Mendelsohn's great. It's, it's really, so good. It, it got a little campy to me towards the end. Um, are they doing another season?
0: I don't know. I think so. Because the sun comes. Right. Yeah. Thanks for ruining it for all my listeners. No, it was the I'm last. Joking. It was I'm the joking. last episode. I'm joking. I'm joking. I didn't
1: say he died.
0: <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Exactly. Well, but he might come back. That's you know, right. So um. So so you're looking for an agent now. Mm. But I mean, you have all these credits. There's no reason. You can... I know,
1: but I guess I, this sounds so silly. But it's like, how do you get an agent? And I know that that's just silly. And you know what? Because of you, I'm just gonna start emailing people. What? You you you've been. I mean, in... the emails are online.
0: I know people who have agents who haven't done shit.
1: I know people who have agents slapped, that haven't done shit. You
0: got slapped by an Oscar winner. You're in an Oscar-nominated movie. You've been on *Walking Dead*, which is a cult classic. You have *Treme*, which was produced by the guy who did *The Wire*, which was HBO's best series ever. They right. have said. It goes back. about some people say *Sopranos*. Some people say *Deadwood*. There's no, reason you should, there, there's no reason you shouldn't have an agent. And you know what? We're gonna make sure you get an agent. I'm gonna tell people get that get that Vanessa cloak. She needs an agent. <laughs> So Okay, so uh, we got to get going soon. Okay. Now, do you, are, you, are, you, are you doing the social media?
1: I'm doing the social media. Give all your info. Okay. Uh, Twitter, at Vanessa underscore Cloak. What's Facebook? Facebook is Vanessa Cloak. And uh, what, are, what else is Instagram, are you doing Instagram? Instagram, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Ricola. Let me spell that for you. It's Vanessa R-I-C-C. No. See, I don't even know my own Instagram. Vanessa R-I-C-C-O-L-A. What's my cat's name? Hey,
0: well, there you go. I want to thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you. And follow her on Twitter. People also follow me on Twitter. It's at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. I tweet all the time, especially doing this political stuff. I uh, my best joke last night was when Bill Clinton stands behind Monica, uh, behind Hillary, smiling. Do you think he's thinking that if my wife wins, my wife wins, she'll be in the seat where Monica blew me? And that's the only time. That's the only time I write dirty. I know you don't write dirty, but that was a funny joke. Uh, follow me. Also, go to my website, CooperTalk.net. I have over 470 episodes up there. Send me an email, Cooper. CooperTalk net uh if you have a google android device go to the play store type in cooper talk one word you can get my app and uh what else uh instagram it's cooper talk one facebook there's a cooper talk page but i I don't even go on it i haven't updated it forever someone told me to get one and i feel like a dick because i I don't need a me page you can just go to my website and also my other website uh, StopTheSalt.com. remember when i had the health problem a few years ago well it's uh, 120 recipes cooking for one low sodium Go get it. You can get it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, but if you go to StopTheSalt.com, I make more money. And then I'll sign it for you, too. So check that out. Please go to my sponsor, Cafe Valet, at Cafe Valet. Put in the word Cooper under the uh, new starter program. And instead of 25 bucks, it's 20 So do all that. Uh, next week, we have uh, three great guests, uh, Phil Rosenthal from uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. He'll be on. And a few other people. So it's going to be a great time. So remember, go follow Vanessa Cloak on Twitter. Follow me at Cooper Talk. Remember, I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. And I'll talk to you guys next week.